It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time, and it's a mixed feeling Hammer Time uh, after a after a wonderful victory against Arsenal. The looming prospect of lo- losing one of the one of the great lights of this season is uh, is upon us. Uh, here to discuss uh, these uh, these events are, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Everything all right? Yeah, very good. Uh, also with us. We don't see him enough because he is now a titan of industry. Former Guardian journalist, now. Powerhouse of business, his company, yep. Pickfair, possibly after after Reuters and Apple, uh, Google. No, I'm thinking of picture agencies. What are the famous picture agencies that uh, Getty, Getty, Getty Trust Images, who are yeah, all yeah. evil, all Phil, evil, and apparently. we are the light. Right, Pickfair. Pickfair is what we're talking about. Benji's a Benji's a photo licensed photo. Uh, Outlets. Can you do our marketing? This is brilliant. This is just your, your, your name. They photograph licenses. Let me. We photograph yes, it's driving licenses. For images. Uh, yeah, images. that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's innovative. Yeah. Oh, images. Sorry. It's Benji with a camera. I thought it was doing Benji photos, camera, but yeah, doing yeah. images. I will um, photograph your driving license. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll come to your house. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a loan of over $6 billion for uh, next year. He's going to sell him taking people's passport photos to. Google. Hello, Phil. Hello. It's Benji Lanyardo. Uh, also joining us, and it's a pleasure to have him back. Almost a, a rarer visitor to stop Hammer Time because he lives in New York, which Jim is in, in America. Yes. And, uh, I'm, I'm going there quite soon. Are you? Yes. It's interesting that talking of Trump's walls, mm. uh, Wall Street is a street built on the site of the wall that the, the Americans there um, built to repel invaders. Right. And uh, right. who, in fact, just arrived by sea because it's, it's coastal. So they went round the wall. They just went round the wall. And yeah. now right. a street is on the side of that wall, oh, okay. and the street is called Wall Street. Nice. 
Uh, well, anyway, my name is Cosmo. It's Cosmo <laughs> I live in New York and I'm here and I'm just off the train from Manchester. Yeah. Uh, Cosmo is here. Cosmo, uh, former spokesperson and general fixer for The Clash and The Blockheads and Stiff Records as well. I, as, as we mentioned many, many times on many this podcast, times. Stiff's Live Stiff's albums, which I bought when it came out, Cosmo's voice is the first thing you hear on it. And and also that clash um, and the clash live at Chase, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase Stadium, yes. And guilty on both charges, Your Honour. Yes, and also your voice is heard on Red Angel Dragnet on Combat Rock, my second favourite Clash album. Well, my first being the first one. As there I you go. It should be so, should be everyone's favourite. So the, so the man has pedigree. Yeah, yes, that's right. You or me? <laughs> Good question. Not you, yeah. Phil. Come on. Yeah. Pedigree champ. <laughs> so, uh, at the weekend, we played, uh, we played Arsenal and mm. had a very satisfactory result. We'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about the transfer window, which is open, and through which it seems Marco Alnautovic will climb, which mm. is a shame. Uh, other prospects coming in. We'll talk about those, and then we'll talk about upcoming games. Uh, yeah. We're going, Jim, going, going to, to Bournemouth. Bournemouth. We can have yes. a lovely day out at the. We seaside. are going to have a day out. I'm hoping side. to. Uh, I'm hoping to go too. You but must I join don't us. know. I don't know for sure that I can. But if I can, I'm going to see if I can get a ticket somehow. Lovely, Great. lovely time at the seaside with us. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good. Be nice. I be... do like to be beside the seaside. Yeah. What could be better than that? There's a song in that. There is a song Mm. in that. Mm. So, um, Benji, you were there? We were all there? Yes, definitely. For the Arsenal game of the weekend. Good game and a satisfactory result. Uh, What do we we make of it? Fam, what did you you (laughs) think Well, blood. Um, (laughs) Fam, fam, what did you make of it? (laughs) What did I make of it? I thought we were superb, actually. Mm. I thought it was one of the performances of the season in many ways. Um, given the opposition and and the context of the thing, and we were I thought excellent first half. Uh, Nasri was just just doing simple but brilliant things. Yeah, uh, bringing people and linking play. It was that he's perfect in that number ten role behind you know your Ryan Altovich's and your Andersons and, and so on. Um, and I what was really impressive about the second half when they you know having got the goal and having got the lead. We game management. We really controlled that game. We controlled midfield. It was really good to see us controlling midfield. Declan Rice. I think it was his. Uh, I mean, not just the goal. I think he was just outstanding. Yeah, his all round play game. was great. That, that boy. Um, that boy is yeah. really potentially going to be something very special. Yeah, he's yeah. mustard, isn't he? Uh, uh, what's happened with this game is this is the game where everyone else has realised what Declan Rice can be. Um, we, you know, we've been talking about Declan Rice all season. Um, obviously, we have. We've been watching very closely and being incredibly encouraged by his progress. Yeah, it, was a, it was a breakthrough game for him. It, in it, terms it was. Of media it was he scored the winning goal. It yeah. was a London derby. It was number two on match of the day. It happened to be his birthday the next day. Mm, mm. Yeah, he's what? He's like 20, 20, 20 years old and four days or something. Yeah, my, yeah. my only slight concern is, he, is it, it's a real explosion. I was looking at West Ham's Twitter feed um, over the last three, four days. And I think 80% of the tweets have got something to do with Declan. Yeah. Um, I was li- on, on the way here listening to Five Live. One of their intro- intros was a commentary to Declan Rice's goal. Like he's suddenly gone from being slightly under the radar to being very much almost over yeah. the radar. Yeah. Um, yes. But uh, he, it, was, it was a real breakthrough performance. Somewhere I think you're right, over Jim. the radar. 
Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, the joy of the goal celebration and, and some of the images that have come out yeah, from yeah. that. Uh, you, you, you know, um, well, they play as a team. They play for each other. And, you know, part of, part of what was good about that performance in the first half was it was a very good team performance. Though, yeah. You know, what's great about Nasri is he's, he's on the wavelength of people like Anderson and Arnautovic straight away. So there was incredibly intricate Arsenal-like build-up to Absolutely. what ended up not being a goal. But, uh, you know, we, we were playing them at their game and matching them sort of toe-for-toe. Oh, absolutely. And it was the, the Declan Rice performance and the celebration and that kind of unbridled, unfiltered joy that, that you saw from him after his goal and at the final whistle. My God, we needed that in the game where it became clear that Marco Arnautovic is probably off. Because that, you know, they, they, are, they are the counterpoint to each other. For, you know, they're at different stages of their career... One is showing, you know, I believe quite a lot of greed and avarice in wanting to, you know, go off when he's at the peak of his powers to China to make loads of money. The other guy is a 19-slash-20-year-old is kid who is having the time of his life, and you can see it. And I think it was actually so important for the fans and for the club to have that moment and have that Declan Rice coming-of-age moment just as, you know, another one of our favourites is about to go under, you know, difficult circumstances. Yeah. I, I think um, I'd like to put in a, put in a, a mention of Diop who I thought was just a titan in that game. He was really, really classy, I thought. Well, I'm I'm actually, Um, obviously watching this from afar, being in New York most of the time, and and still didn't manage to get to the Olympic because I had to go to Manchester. But um, nothing you were saying was disputed on Match of the Day, which was nice. Do Mm. you know what I mean? There were no Mm. digs at West Ham whatsoever. It was like clearly, you know, West Ham won. They deserved to do so. They played very well. And you know that's you know so that was that was really really nice to see. But Diop, I've been admiring since he's come. I know he's had a few moments, but to me he's looking like he really you know a good, a, a very good player. He's got all the attributes, hasn't he? And he's and he just he just he just read the game well. The way they the way they I mean Aubameyang and and like I said had some had some chance. They're, you know Aubameyang's. Premier League top scorer, Lacazette's a really classy player. They're going to they're going to create chances for sure. But Fabianski didn't have any kind of really you know difficult saves to make, did he? Uh, I thought we kept them pretty quiet. Yeah, it's interesting because there's a vogue for playing three at the back, obviously at the moment, and uh, Pellegrini's playing two at the back slightly flies in the face of that, and you're wondering whether that's going to unravel. But in fact, uh, Arsenal's three versus our two. Our two look better than their three, which means that we can, you know, divest ourselves of a defensive player and move it into attack. Well, and if you've got Declan Rice sitting in front, you know, mm. he, he is becoming exceptional at the two things a defensive midfielder needs to be exceptional at. Breaking up play and passing it to someone better than you. Yeah. Uh, and and you, look, you look at, um, you know, the best players in that position in the world over the last five years have been N'Golo Kante and Fernandinho now, you know. That's what they do. You know, Kante's in a different role now, but you break up play and you pass it onwards to someone more creative. If you do that over and over again consistently, you're going to be exceptional in that role. And he already is. There was a really good bit of social media from, from um, uh, West Ham. They did a post talking about Declan Rice's dad and what he texts him before every single game. And it's remarkably simple. His, dad's text him, his, dad's te- his dad texts him saying, win your first header, win your first tackle. 
Same thing, always has yeah. done throughout yeah. his, yeah. his career. Yeah. And actually, that role can be as simple as that, but you need also the positional sense, which he also has. He knows where to be. His anticipation is great. He's calm. Well, he's calm. That's the other thing. You he's know, calm. He's fairly, yeah. he seems like fairly solid. Do you know, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, He's not freaked he's out. Lad. He's a yeah. big lad. And yeah. he's, feeling, he's feeling like he's up for the job. Yeah. Like Maguire at Leicester. He's a sort of, he's a kind of big, fit, young lad. You know, he's, he's, um, he's got... He's got a good engine. He can run all game. It's great. Um, do you know Diop and uh, Ogbonna were very good at also cut, sort of seeing things early and cutting things out on the halfway line, which Winston Reid was very good at. You know, we've yeah. had defenses that, you know, our, our central defenders just stay on the edge of our penalty area and don't sort of, when the opportunity arises, make that kind of few yards to just stop something happening yeah. right on the halfway line. They were very good. It was. It was, you know, the high line. In a way, that's part of the high line, isn't it? It's defenders, central defenders coming out almost. And the it was so line. impressive the way we kept that. How many West Ham teams in the past would you see drop back and drop deeper and drop deeper, and then you know, then they'll pass it through you, won't they, on the edge, on the edge of the box? Time and again, you know, we, 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 they got the ball in the net right near the end. It was offside, offside and yeah. kept a really good line. The difference with Diop as well compared to someone like Winston Reid. Winston Reid, a fantastic, you know, tackle winner and ball winner. His distribution has always been pretty questionable. Yeah. The modern defender actually needs to do a little bit more than that. And Diop has got that in his locker. He can, yeah. he can bring it forward and, and you know, break out of defence and, and, and find the midfield. He also, when he, when he wins a clearance or wins a header, he's actually looking for someone at the same time rather yeah. than just pumping it but out would wherever. You, would well, you agree that our, as a team, our passing has got better? So under much Absolutely, mm. which, which it had to had to happen. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, because I, I I've been on this very show before in the past and said like, it's like we can't pass the ball sometimes. Absolutely, it's like yeah. very shoddy, yeah. not yeah. even yeah. not acceptable. I don't and, know. And, it, and yeah. now it seems like we always at least pass the ball as well as other teams. Yeah. And now maybe we can even push on. And Absolutely, I think the the you know God knows which season it was. Maybe the Billich games, the first eleven games of last season. I think I said on this podcast a team talk from an opposition manager could essentially literally be just let them have the ball, they'll just give it away on their own at some point. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. we would. There'll be three or four passes and then just a mishit pass. Yeah. We, they could literally leave us alone and we would give them the ball. And some of, some of the passing in tight areas is so impressive, isn't it? There was an early, early, fairly early in the game, there was, there was a little bit of interplay that left Noble actually should have done a way, way better because he had loads of space to oh, yeah, set himself yeah. and shoot and he kind of passed it to the keeper. But... The, the play that had led up to that was absolutely superb. And this really is, I, I believe, Pellegrini's you know, footprint starting to show. So you know, Pe- Pellegrini at Man City was given a load of world beaters and won the league with them. You know, I think actually it's more instructive to, to look at his Villarreal teams. He built a team around mm. Juan Roman Riquelme there, took them yeah. to, the, to you know, in the semi-finals of the Champions League. His Malaga team... The Malaga credit- team, definitely, because mm-hmm. that was really like a nothing situation for him. And he really, he got them rocking. And their, project, not, for him, their profile, Mal- Malaga and Villarreal, are not that dissimilar to a team like West Ham. So, so I, I think that we're starting to see the maturity of his tactics really permeating the team now. And, and mm. it, was, it was a pretty complete performance. And he's I met a young lady Sorry. today who actually um, was a phot- photographer. And she was, her uh, name is Sharon, and she was nine years photographer for City up there in Manchester. Oh, right. And she was telling me what a nice man... Pellegrini is. You know, yes, he does saying? seem like a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. He doesn't like having his photo taken, but 
he puts up with it. But she's saying he's a really nice guy, you know. There's a wisdom about him, isn't there? You 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 get a sense of um, he's got this covered. He's got it. Mm. It feels like he he there is that like when we lost our first four games, there was no kind of not even a hint of panic in him. You know, he's he's seen a lot. He's done a lot. Well, he's got that vibe to me about him that he's been there. And even exactly. coming back to the Arnie thing, mm. he, to me, I'm reading like, look, we're going to lose big players. We're a club. We're going to move yeah. forward. And I've been there before. You know, and. Let's just move, let's just get on with it. I trust him, put it that way, I trust Completely. him. Completely. Yeah. Another thing that was interesting was that, uh, you know, when, when, when things are going well for you, sort of luck goes your way. And what we were doing constantly throughout the game on Saturday was winning second and third balls. There was a kind of, um, there was a lumped clearance out of defence late on. Exactly right. And... Two headers, I think, and but we won both headers, and it ended up at the feet of one of our players. Yeah. You know, under under Allardyce, when your tactics are predicated on sort of putting a long ball on the top of Andy Carroll, but quite often Diafrasacco or Enna Valencia. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you're basically that fifty-fifty ends up being another 50-50, doesn't it? And, yeah. and what we, we quite often do was lose that ball. Because... I mean, it was, yeah, in that sense, it was a terrific team performance. And what I thought was also striking is there's a lot is made of Emery and his fitness regimes. It's like, you know, he's one of these modern managers that, that you know, really works with fitness, the Bielsa type type manager but actually we matched them for, we, look, we looked as fit as them didn't we we, we, had, we, did. we were full of running I thought in, uh, the, in that um, game one thing that sort of probably joins uh, this with what we're going to talk about next was that um, you know obviously sort of social media since the since talk of uh, Arnautovic leaving has, has, has arisen uh, there's been a bit of a kind of revisionism in uh, that I've seen posts that said well you could tell on Saturday he was just walking around the pitch he didn't care he didn't give a toss and you no, he was a good, yeah, it was a very good performance. Yeah. In fact, the, you know, he and Nasri went off around the 70th minute and I sort of checked the BBC's website very briefly just before that and we had more possession. We seeded possession when those two went off because they help you keep the ball. You know, so it ended up 60-40 in Arsenal's favour. But up until that time, we had more possession because yeah. we had people that will help I mean, you keep yeah, the Yeah, you mustn't be revisionist. I mean, the, in the end, you, you know, if, he, if he's going to go and chase the money, he's going to go and, and, and chase the money. You, there's no point trying to keep hold of him. But in Just that game, to try he, and pretend he, yeah. that he wasn't the key to us staying up last season, out of, out of chaos, you know, that is, oh, is, God, is yeah. revisionist nonsense. And, and to, to say he's not... A, an absolutely you know, totemic player for well, us. Well, three goals is, in two games, is, including is, the two is, is that crazy. pulled I mean, the you know, you know yeah. to pull the Brighton game back. Yeah. So, the, you know. Also, really satisfying to see uh, both Antonio and Cresswell looking like the players they oh, were a I was few just years ago. Say that. Yeah, um, the the kind of the the return of Antonio is something that I'm absolutely loving. Um, because he's not at his peak where he was maybe a couple of years ago, but he's he seems like he's coming back a little bit. Yes, he is permanently shoved all over the place, um, and I think his ceiling isn't that high as a player, but that kind of gut-busting run that he did in the yeah. first five oh, minutes, yeah. Yeah. knocked it past Kalasinac yeah. and beat him for pace. We haven't seen that for a little while. And that puts such a marker down, doesn't it, as I a, for a defensive player? He's you, such you think, a likeable oh, player. I, he's I, such I'm a likeable player. You know. The shot at the end of that run, uh, though, if yeah. yeah. the same yeah. run. Oh, and, and also the... Uh, yeah. The the training ground corner 
ended up in him blazing it above yeah. almost the stand. He's not he's not an Anderson. He's no. not an Arnautovic. He's not a Nasri. We know no. that. But what he did when he was at his best was absolutely he try can be his a handful, guts out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolute he handful. He can be a handful. Not even a bit yeah. of a handful. A massive handful. Yeah, he's pace and power, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he's re-interested in yeah. some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think, you know, oh, he's playing he... for a top manager. Yeah. And uh, it's all it's all bullshit, isn't it? If he's not performing yeah, yeah. well for somebody like Pellegrini, yeah. and I think that he's is man management as well. You know, I think I think Absolutely. Pellegrini, you know, in preseason met these players, saw what they were about. Uh, when you know, I like this guy, uh, and has you know given him game time. He's left him out for games, but exactly. he's brought him on for twenty minutes and stuff like that. And you know, as I think we said last week on the podcast, Antonio said himself that it was only after um, his good performance in our. Uh, nil four pasting by Manchester City that he felt he'd sort of played well, and then I think it was you know within one or two games of that he scored a goal and he said, "Yeah, I'm feeling after because he's had operations on it, yeah, you know, yeah, his, yeah. both his legs, I think." Yeah. So he's but he's, he's looking going, leaner, isn't he? Yes. He yeah. definitely. Yeah. He's but he, uh, he gave the he gave the ball away quite catastrophically near oh, the end a of the game. Times, and fact, I turned to Jim away. and said, "Sometimes yeah. I don't think he actually knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> actually, what the rules of the game? The are. thing is, yeah. he's again, such a maverick. Again, to Pellegrini's yeah. credit." Other managers would have bit would have binned him. Other managers would have would have been Snodgrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but Pellegrini's looked at both of them and said, "No, they've got roles to play in this squad. Yeah, and actually, yeah. in this first it's eleven, ro- potentially." Yeah. yeah, it's rotating them in and out. You know, yeah. when Yarmolenko um, sort of made, took his bow up at Everton and did very well, scored two goals. I think he would have been sort of ever present. But I think it was like, no, well, good. we know he's there now. Snodgrass, Antonio, and him are vying for that same sort of spot. Snodgrass has and been quite Dian a surprise Garner. for me because yeah. I had actually written him off. I've got yeah. to, same. I think we all I, have. I, I, yeah, I've yeah. got to say that I thought, like, you know, what what have we got here? Mm. You know, we've been sold a enough quid. bill of yeah, yeah. goods. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, but no. I was wrong. He's great, and uh, yeah, he can. Terrific. He can work. He's a fan's favourite now, and I think he's he, he's isolated. Well, he's worked out very quickly that what West Ham fans like is for you to really put in a shift. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he does now. He's lost about half a stone. Apparently, he's a lot fitter. He 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 runs a lot. It's it's a shame that I think the arrival of Nasri will probably limit his game time a little bit now because he doesn't he hasn't really done yeah. anything wrong. But we have a squad. Yeah, it's yeah, not like old. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's the other thing that I think has really changed for West Ham now is that it's not going to be three players are clattered and they're going to have to send kids out. Do no, you know what I mean? no, no. We have maybe, you know, not the depth of squad that, that champions, you know, yeah. no. have. But yeah, yeah. for West Ham, I think this, we have some pretty decent... Well, Dian Garner hasn't done much wrong and he's, you know, finding it difficult to get inside now. And But he will be given opportunities. Well, how often do you play Arsenal and you think, well, how many of... Well, let's go through the team. How many of our players would you would you swap for theirs? And you know, you think, well, Xhaka's a bang average in, awful, in my bit. Yeah. You'd have Rice in that position every every day of the week. Anderson, Anderson would get in their side, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Diop, uh, to be honest, yeah, Diop's better than any of their defenders on their side. You know, so uh, I think Fabianski's a better goalkeeper than uh, Agreed, Leno. Than Leno yeah. Um, you know, and you're looking all around. You're saying, well, actually. <laughs> We have quietly to Cosmo's point, turned up to with Cosmo's a decent point, team. You know, it's not that long ago we're playing Danny Potts at left back at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the squad is so light that you're yeah. drafting in a rookie for his I, debut. I was, away. I was expecting yeah. to see Jim and Phil a couple of games. Yeah, that would be truly tragic. But just a quick, quick, just a word for Cresswell because we are really starting to see the old Cresswell back. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, brilliant. No, he I was think good. He's, 
you know, I think he's always maintained a standard when he was part of the back three. Oh, he did Moyes, really well. He was didn't really he? good, yeah. I think, because he, really well. he, he can play. Uh, we're going to talk about player acquisition in a minute, but uh, after these messages. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Cresswell, what were you talking about? Cresswell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's... I mean, because at the start, early part of the season, there was a slight sense that Pellegrini favoured Masuaku mm. in that position. That's the, one of the few mistakes Pellegrini has made, is, I think. Yeah, but I think he's worked it out, hasn't he? And but he's but also, I think at the time there was a feeling that at least Masuaku at that point in time had something extra going forward. Mm, 100%. And, that, and there yeah, was yeah. some debate yeah. as to, like... Would, so, so Masuaku isn't as good as Cresswell, but how good is Cresswell anyway? Yeah. So but I think now we're back. I think, that's fine. I, I, I think it's for me. It's really clear. If you're playing a four, it's got to be Cresswell. If you're playing three five two, Masuaku fine mm, because yeah. you need that. Like he is better going forward than Cresswell in a four. It has to be. Well, he's like better running. T- he's better carrying the ball, but I think Cresswell's delivery is good. Agreed. He's a good crosser of the ball. I'm not so. sure how relevant delivery is though in the way we play now. We, we don't. We don't. We're not a team really. You know that crosses the ball into the box looking for a big man. No, no. Uh, we were talking about uh, the Brighton game on last week's podcast, and oddly. We set out four four two and sort of played with a bit of width, but it, but it was crying out for everything to just go up the middle, and and that's what we did when we uh, started to get into the game and brought the two goals back. We started to just play it out the middle, so so we really we don't need that sort of flying winger, but for overlaps and that kind of stuff, yeah. it doesn't seem to be quite in. Um, Masawaku's wheelhouse, as people are saying. And, and Crestwell, I think, also has a better dead ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, apps. he does. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. Yes, it's bewildering how many players we have and have had who have very, very little dead ball skill. <laughs> Anderson doesn't seem to be able to take a corner. In fact, you know, the, the, rice, uh, the rice goal comes out of a kind of failed corner does, yeah. that has a kind of natural retake yeah. in it because it comes back yeah. out to Anderson um, to okay. have another goal. Well, I, think, I think when we were trying to, to figure out what passing was and whether yeah. or not we could do yeah, it, yeah. we never got to the dead ball. That's bit. right. Well, that's yeah, what Jim's been saying. I think, I think, you know... Now we can pass. Yeah. We can yeah. do other things yeah, too. Yeah. But actually, the way Anderson kept that ball alive, actually, the way he shaped his body to cut it, to cut it back... Yeah, that led to the good. goal was, yeah. really, was really, really good. And, and Nasri's vision and the weight of that little gentle ball. touch yeah. of about 18 inches Long, on yeah. front of Rice's yeah. foot. Sweet. You know? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's exactly yeah. Right. He is, Nasri is looking, uh, d- during his latter stages at Manchester United, when he had that kind of City. dye job. Uh, sorry, yeah, City. When he had that dye job, when he dyed his hair blonde, he looked like a tub of lard at that point. Now he's looking pretty trim. You know, and he looking... spoke really well after the game. I've got to admit, I've, when he arrived, I was like, oh, it's another Patrice Evra. It's a guy come, mm, you know, mm. he, he, he's, he's way past it. He's actually got something to prove now. Yeah, I, I think, think he has, you know, yeah, yeah. Because you know, you know the story behind his doping ban. Like, one of the Say big, line. But do you know why he got caught? Because no. he put it on Instagram. Right. I mean, or, or, or like he posed for pictures on Instagram. Like, what a plonker. And so he, he, take, he has to spend 18 months out of the game for being a plonker. And yeah. now he's back, actually, luckily, I think, at the top table in the Premier League. He's only 31. Yeah. I think we can get a year or a couple of years. And, and he's ours now, right? Am I right in thinking that? He's not on loan. We, we've, no, no, signed, yeah, we've signed him for six months. Could be an incredibly savvy signing. Well, for oh, the second half of this season, because really and we should, it's now time to come to this. It seems yeah. that Arnaut... Sorry, Benji. It seems no. that Arnautovic is going to leave. So that's... Um, 
you know, it's a shame, isn't it? It's like, it does feel a little bit like, you know, one step forward, one step back. It's, we're, we're, we really are, we really are motoring. It feels like we're kind of, you know, there have been times where we've accrued enough points to stay in the division under kind of Allardyce, Kirbishly, and arguably the, the, Billich, the very good Billich season because yeah. actually we slightly, you know, went missing a bit in the second half of that season. So we sleepwalk our way through the second half of the season. This time we got off to a bad start, finished the, the, the first half of the season having kind of cancelled out those four games defeat and now we're like solidly... Um, you know, mid-table team, but a mid-table team that's getting better. On the up. Getting yeah. better. Well, I've um, got the you know, feeling that really... Pellegrini fancies Europa. Yeah, I mean? yeah. He fancies yeah. it. It's not yeah, like an yeah, yeah. obligation no, or a booby no, no, price. No. Yeah. I think he's like, let's get these boys yeah. playing some... And we got the squad for it now. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I think yeah. he's up for that. I had assumed that all this stuff, you know, the brother agent coming out and the office from China and the news and all that, was all the kind of first sort of shots in the kind of sort of phony war of preparing either for a, give me a much, much bigger, bigger contract or going in the, going in the summer. Um, but it does look as though actually he is genuinely going to take the Chinese back. In my, it's a shame, sorry, isn't it? In my slightly more hopeful moments, I wonder if it still is. You know, and actually that kind of waving goodbye to the crowd is, is, is really making it clear to the board that you're going to have to give me a pay rise if, if you don't yeah. want to stay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, Mikel Antonio's comments at the weekend, I think yeah, he spoke to Five Live, were, yeah. bit, 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 uh, bit misguided, I think. I, but mm. I'm sure the board weren't happy with that. Essentially saying that everyone knows Marco wants to go. And if yeah. the dressing room all know that, then I, I think it sounds you like it's going to happen. You can't keep a player that wants to go. No, if, no. He really, if he wants that money or if his brother has convinced him that he yeah, needs yeah. that money, I'm sure his brother needs the money. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so then the acid test, the, the real crunch here, is immediate reinvestment, whether or not... Because you know, the mistake that we've made going back so many years is to sell key players and not reinvest the money either at all or wisely. Um, very I think the key just, thing. Just, to, just to roll it back though Jim I mean I, I sort of wonder what he does want what Arnautovic does want because at this point you know he's what is he 30 29 uh, 29 he, you know he hasn't got long to go and I think the two things you could um, possibly aspire to doing that you're not doing at your current sort of mid-table Premier League club are play for a Champions League team or go where money lives, so, you know, to, to the do, Far East. Or... Does one wonder if the, the success of Shakiri has kind of given him a bit of a dig? Do you know what I mean? That's what I've been thinking. Yeah, it's like, been... you know, Shakiri, they were kind of, I'm not salt and pepper, I'm not trying to place one above the other, because no. I'd never thought of one above the other when no. they were together. I thought, well, there's a pair, and I yeah. was actually hoping, you know, maybe we could get Shakiri too. And um, But now Shakiri is... Is ch- clearly chasing the title, yeah, and and yeah. and has a shot at maybe getting it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I wonder if Arnie's feeling a little bit like, you know, hang yeah. on a minute, what do you I mean? I'm I'm meant to be, but I Cosmo, mean, if he's going, if he, if he was going to a top six side, like I I wouldn't mind if he went to Chelsea. I got I, like because I think he he he's Chelsea's exactly. I'll be he, honest, he's exactly what Chelsea need. I'll be honest, I don't know that all the top six would have a spot for him. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he's a walk in. 
to some of those I think teams. Uh, I, I, I think yeah. he's a great player. Don't uh, get yeah. me wrong, but I just don't know whether they would be like, all right, well, we. I feel actually, what you know, watching when Man, when Man United came to us last season, and uh, it was a, was it a goalless draw, wasn't it? And Mourinho came and bizarrely sort of kind of parked the bus uh, against West Ham, and they had um, Sanchez sort of just going round and round and round in circles. It was pretty clear that, in a sense, they probably signed the wrong one. You know, but in a mm. way, Arnautovic's star would have really, really suited them, kind of direct and, you know... Yeah, um, I think... He's you... probably the most sort of... In some ways, he's probably the most sort of kind of... He's, he's a kind of unique player, in a way. He there's is. strength, That's why he's there's be so deafness hard of to touch. He's yeah. the, he's, he is the sort of... He's not, he's not in the same class, but he's a Cantonar style of player. Can just, you know, do yes. things out of nothing... Again, um, you know, on social media, know. the sort of revisionism is extraordinary. People are kind of going, you know, because people are now hate him, uh, out there kind of going, he was a bang average footballer, which he wasn't. No, I think no, he's one of the most no, extraordinary no. Sort he's, of footballers. He's one of the I've best players we've ever had. Yes, he is. He's, a, he's you know, his skill set is, is quite extraordinary. And I, I mean, I actually think that, um, you know, uh, Wenger's Arsenal, if he'd been at the top of Wenger's Arsenal, they would have done a lot better and Wenger would have probably kept his job. He's a, he's a brilliant player because he's so technically proficient whilst also having huge nuisance factor. He is an absolute handful. If you're a centre-back and you've yeah, had 90 minutes against Arnautovic, yeah. yeah. you know about it. And Guile, you know. And I mean, he's got, he's, he really has got the lot and in this modern Premier League era, he's almost the perfect striker. Do you know who he reminds me most of? Diego Costa. He's that kind of player who is just horrible. But this kind of bring, I think brings us all the way back round. His footballing style and his character is sort of that of the villain. You know, he's a bastard. And I think, as a player, I adore him. You always got the sense, as an individual, he's a bit of a wrong and a bit, a bit of a bastard. And sadly, I think that is now rearing its head a little bit. Because I, I, I personally do think, if he's just going to China for the money, of course I understand it rationally. I still think it's, a, it's, a, it's the wrong decision for him. Because mm. he, if he goes out to China and spends two years there on 300 grand a week, fine. He's going to make a lot of money. But it's not as if they're going to be talking about him in Beijing for years to come as a footballing legend. No. If he stayed at West Ham for the next two, three no, years... No, the money, the money is it. Do you know I mean, if he goes to China shame. for the money, it's, it. it's, it's the end. Um, well, yeah. we shouldn't yeah, say yeah. that because Pellegrini's back from China. But generally perceived as the end yes. of, yeah. The yeah, end of one's it's career. A, it's a Take end. the money and yeah. run. And why do that yeah. when you're at the peak of your no. powers? Like when, uh, when, when Oscar went over there, he was on the wane a little bit. When other players have gone over there, they're kind of coasting or on their way down. He's still got a couple of years because on his he way up. Because he doesn't play for, for France, Italy, Spain, Germany... Holland or England. He plays for Austria, which is a team he's doubtless walked into ever since he reached kind of adult footballhood. That's not, you know, sort of trying to force his way back into the national team is not something he kind of needs to do. So it really is sort of, you know, higher up in a domestic league, or which means which means championship. Sorry, Champions League. Um, or money, isn't it? And I think he's at that age where, it, whereas Cosmo, you say it's either one or the other, really. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Which yeah. makes me, which makes me sort of think he could go to China in like a couple of years. Exactly. Absolutely, do, you know, that's, that's what now. one yeah, would you know. imagine. When I first heard the story, yeah. the first thing I said was, "He's too young." Yeah, yeah, that was my first reaction. He's not going to China. He's too young. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when these sort of stories emerge, there are always rumours, aren't there, of um, you know subtext of, of things going on behind the scenes of kind of you know. 
um, extramarital affairs or gambling debts mm. or whatever. Mm. There are a few of those sorts of stories knocking around, but I do think that they just always. Go on, Jim. Come I haven't out. heard them. Well, you they, can say they, with well, big they, well, they, well, well, they are. They are knocking around. That particularly the the the, the latter of those the gambling debts. Yeah, but a- I mean, allegedly, allegedly, yeah, it's all alleged. I mean, yeah. I, and I, well, I just think it always surfaces. It was kind of you know everybody assumes there's some kind of people like a conspiracy theory don't they like they're not to be smoked without fire but in the end you know i think the, the i imagine that the relationship with the brother and having your brother as an agent and he doesn't he isn't an agent for anybody else is he well there lies kind for of me there lies complex, the whole story a complex yeah. situation you know, for me there lies i don't think yeah. it's complex his brother makes his money yeah off of, of, off of yeah well this is him. this yeah. is one of the truisms of football is the more moves you make the more money is generated for the people around you and for yourself like I was recently um, listening to an amazing podcast about the history, the, the career of Christian Vieri. Remember the Italian striker? Mm. He he moved every year, every for for you know he stayed at a club for maybe four or five years once. But other than that, he moved every single year because we every single kids. time you get a bit more money, you get a signing on fee, and your agent gets a wedge as well. Mm. So that's. Big when we were kids, wasn't it? Tony Hately was a player that was always on the move. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. forever. Yeah. Like new club yeah. every season. Yeah. But of course, and you know, um, any kind of agent, whatever line of work you're in, wants you yeah. To, yeah, yeah. To, to work to make it's a commission business. Well, also it says you know, I mean, sometimes the uh, kind of because you know Anelka's brother was his agent as well and there's a there's a weird shorthand that that's kind of sinister and mafia like and you're going no he's trying to make money for his family so his brother is his agent he has given his brother a job you know yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, you know, making yeah. money for yeah. your family yeah. if one of and your family basically wins the lottery by having brilliant footballing legs yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they become a kind of, you know, yeah. they sort of breadwinner for you and buy their parents' houses. And, and I, stuff I don't like know that, the full, but I don't know the background of, I've not researched the background of his family, but clearly they are, has his family came out of Serbia, presumably mm. out of the, the, the kind of upheaval and mayhem from the, the breakup of Yugoslavia and the war. So there's a sort of sense in which, if you're, you know, if you have that background, if you have that sense of insecurity and where you've come from, you know, why shouldn't you maximise the opportunity? And of being also, able to what's make the money? tax I mean, situation I I in China? Seriously, well, I mean, so we're not only tax. talking about the money, but we're talking about mm. maybe mm. how much of it you hang on to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, fair enough. And it's the same with Turkey at the moment. Turkey barely taxes their footballers. But uh, just just to push back at that, Jim, I I, I do completely understand that, um, and, and it makes sense. But you got to think, like you know, always in life, you're trying to optimize for happiness, right? And 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 what what I would say, you know, if I could sit down with Marco Anatovich right now, I'd say, listen, yes, you are going to make more money from China, um, but but it's not as if he's going from poverty to riches he's going from 100 grand a week to 300 grand a week and also like marco when you retire and you look back on your career and and yes you'll be very well off and your family's very well off and by the way they'd still be very well off if you just stayed at west ham or went to chelsea or whatever you want to look back and say there is a corner of this world where i am loved same with dimitri Payet, and actually Mm. to some extent that's you know it's maybe erroneous because he went back to marseille where he is loved but with marco it's like if you stay at West Ham for another couple of years and you play like you're playing right now, you will be a bit of a club legend. Yeah. And surely there is, 
surely there is something in that which is going to make you happier. Depends on your psyche. I have to say it depends. Yeah. We're, we're now yeah. trying yeah. to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, yeah. you know, maybe it's like, maybe he suffers from clinical depression or something. Maybe he's not impressed. Yeah, so I mean, certain, certain yeah. players, you know, do get the, the, the kind of the, the relationship that they have with fans. You know, Tevez, obviously, and, uh, you know, coming back and doing the crossed hammers. It's like, Wonderful. you know, mm. it was an absolutely, mm. he gets it. When he scored his first goal, the free kick against Spurs, he dived into the crowd you know yeah. Di Canio completely gets the theatre of football and the you know Di Canio was a big character in every game whether or not he scored yeah, yeah, a goal yeah. whether he you know I remember you know like was Stuart Pierce breaking his leg twice in one season and like Pierce kind of going off on a stretcher and Di Canio holding his hand and kind of you know sort of talking into his eyes kind of, yeah, yeah going you know you'll be alright you'll come back from this you'll come back from this and all that sort of stuff you know he was complete he lived every minute well, of the game maybe Arnautovic like, doesn't give a shit yeah yeah, well, yeah, yeah but the odd, the odd thing is that the impression you get from him is that he does get all yeah, that. Yeah, that. So yeah. that's the strain. That's no, the strain. Yeah. Well, uh, people react in different ways yeah. and they he's have different... I mean, yeah. The one thing I would disagree with you about is if, if he's going to go and he's going to go for big money, I'm happy for him to go to China. I don't want to see him playing against us for Chelsea or Arsenal. I really don't want him to go Oh, to listen, I don't want... As a West Ham no, fan, I don't you, want that yeah. either. It would just make me able to accept it a bit more. It's well, just... Yeah. it make, For me, it's double the tragedy. We're losing a player and Marko Arnautovic <laughs> is... is Committing professional suicide. Well, I predict we end a season, even without an outfit, at least one place higher than we are now. That is my prediction. Excellent, excellent. Uncle well, Jeff I am Co- confident. One place, and higher, than one place yeah. higher than we are today. Right. Uncle uh, Jeff coefficient update. We're currently on plus nine. Oh, from, very from good. Last good. Year. Yeah. So yeah. We, are, we are statistically having a better season than last season. It's very That's encouraging. Very good, so it? it seems like Marco might go. And obviously, and also we are. Obiang. Yes, and also Obiang. We are. And possibly Hernandez as yeah. well. There's, yeah. there's a yeah. late. Marco late goes. Breaking. We've got to keep Hernandez. We've got yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what do we think might happen this time? Transfer window, but there's there's basic there's basically several sort of names are being banded about. Apparently, there's a rumor that we have uh, ten possible names as replacement strikers for if Marco Arnautovic goes. At the top of the list, it would seem is Callum Wilson, mm. uh, who has already attracted interest from Chelsea, and so Bournemouth have uh, banged a seventy-five million wow, pound price. Well, that's not ours, then, is yeah, it? Yeah, that's no, very yeah. simple. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I was, I've been, I've been saying, you know, privately to you at least, anyway, that Callum Wilson's the I, would be the ideal striker. For striker for Why? Yeah, I think Why? he'd be great. Well, I think, I think it comes down to pace and power again. But I think that ship set. I'm, I'm, that, that's a year or two ago, at least. You know, I think uh, he's had injury issues, cruciate ligament. Um, Both knees, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think optimum time to buy him was two was two seasons ago, and uh, probably now doesn't represent. He's he, suddenly he's you know people have noticed him. He's on other big clubs' radar. He's not value for money. Fifty now. million pounds for a guy no, that's done no, no, both no. of his knees. Not as good as Anatovic. Mm. No, I mean, no, no way. Near, no way but this is why it's so frustrating. That same with Pie is that it's bad enough losing your best player. Even worse in January because it's so hard yeah. to replace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. However, Phil, it's really encouraging to hear that ten players. Maybe this is the difference that a director of football has. It's uh, what's his name? Husios yeah, who's the yeah, guy in yeah. there. Like, it's also having a manager that knows some people exactly. beyond. Yeah. yeah. Britain. Well, obviously, Nasri wouldn't be here if, if it exactly. wasn't for... Exactly. And know. the attraction of that, yeah. I mean, that's you know, what we also have now, yeah. is we have a manager 
that players yeah. that are good think like, well, I yeah. could play for this guy. I'd con- like to play for him. I am concerned about it. But going back to what we were saying before, I do sort of trust uh, Pellegrini and Co to, to to do at least the best we can in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I th- you know, I think um, uh, as long as it's Pellegrini makes a decision. Well, that's him and this director of football, I think, which is fine by me. No, but yeah. okay, the two of them. But you know who yeah, I mean. If yes. we can keep Laurel and Hardy, basically. Out of it. <laughs> but it is. Uh, exactly. But you know, it is external factors. No matter how good you are, it's like you know, the best surgeon in the world can't save someone if they're dying. Completely you know, right, and yeah. uh, and it's it's uh, the January transfer window is notoriously it is difficult. And I mean, yeah. you know. You also don't want to, you know, spend a huge amount of money on someone that's a kind of rush buy. You no. know? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, if you're going to do squad, and there's still a bit of squad rebuilding needs to be done. I think phase two of the squad rebuild does need to be done, but you do it in the summer. You need to do it in the summer. Unless yeah. we forget those four games in a row that we won was without Mark Anastasiewicz. Yeah, but it I was think, Hernandez up front. So actually, if he's back and fit, then maybe he'll see us through to well, the end of the season. Strongly rumored to be going. Is that but right? He needs, so he needs people around him up yeah. front. You yeah. know, needs, that's the word in um, New York. City from Fernando, my delicatessen guy downstairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fernando says Chica's going to Spain. Yeah, that's right. right. That's um, I mean, we do. I mean, the, well, selling one of them, but certainly both of them is, is not to be contemplated without replacement. And I don't think they would do that without replacements coming in. I would say the one player who you feel hasn't really kicked on and and and, sh- and shown what he can do under the you know hasn't uh, had the Pellegrini effect is Perez. Perez looks, he sticks yeah. the place out. Yeah, I, I'm I, afraid I he looks, he looks like a duffer to me. And yeah, I had yeah. Arsenal fans telling me, oh, I think you've got a bargain there. Four he's mil, he's fine to chance. have on the fringes of the squad. The thing, the yeah. thing with um, if Chicharito and Arnautovic both go, that's 250 grand a week freed up. So actually, mm. it, does, it, does, it does arm us in the market at least. You know? yeah. I mean, I certainly don't know enough about sort of, I don't, I don't really watch any European television, uh, football on television. Uh, I mean, you know, players that we have in in our league um seems that any player that that is needed by their club it's difficult to prize them away in january yeah. um mitrovic fits the profile but they're not going to let him go are they? no i wouldn't have thought so sure. i mean i like you know i like both those fulham guys i'm a big I, fan i, of I really yeah. liked Schurler when he was at chelsea and i was sort of it's one of those players that um for some reason sort of seems to perform quite well but but just this sort of sense. He's a, a wise player, though. I think Mitrovic is one of, one of the closest players out there to um, on Altovich. He's not as technically gifted, but he's got the nuisance factor and he does score. Mm, mm. Uh, but they're not going to let him go because otherwise, you know, no. they're definitely down. No. If, if There's a lot of talk about this Maxi Gomez bloke. Don't know much about Vigo. Don't know. And yeah. he's apparently got a buyout clause. And there's, there are rumours that that. that Unless he's the guy that used to be at Barcelona. There's a guy called no, Maxi. No, 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 no. different. Pellegrini's not going to mess it up. I'm sorry, he's not no, going to mess it up. Yeah, he's created he some yeah. momentum. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. And he is going to deal with it. Even if we lose yeah. both, he's going to deal I, with it. And we're going to pull through. Yeah. I mean, I, I trust that. I'm, I'm also a little bit concerned about the rumours about Obiang. Because I really do feel oh, we those are, are very short, strong rumors. We're short of... Yeah, we're short of legs in midfield, really, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Happy get injury to one though. of those key midfielders now, and then we we feels feels you're like it's Connor Coventry coming in. Isn't I'm it? happy, you know? but him, in, him and Noble alternating. He's you know? enormously droppable, though, isn't he? For yeah. um, for for West Ham managers, it's strange. It's kind of you know, yeah. uh, Allardyce dropped him. Uh, he got injured under Moyes, um, and Pellegrini sort of feels that he's quite rotatable out of the team. It's like he hasn't. It's oddly. He's been oddly made not to feel sort of it's super weird, essential. It? He had you know? a really good game at Southampton 
and then and then didn't and then didn't, didn't start the, the next, next game. game. Yeah, and, and really Snodgrass odd. is not quite his replacement. If you if you imagine um, yeah. the sort of triangle that we've had with he hasn't um, got the slide rule pass, has he? Like, no. He's not got the creativity. Yeah, not quite. Well, well, I mean, I I think actually Snodgrass is a good passer of the ball. No, not not um, saying he's a good passer, but creative might be a better word. But sometimes he sees something or being dashed and you're like, oh, beautiful. He's often involved in some of those kind of, uh, you know, quite intricate build-ups with a little back heel and a little sort of redirection of the ball. He's a continental technical player you know he's and he's also got very strong sort of forward intention he's always thinking forward he he's a classic spanish center mid you know but yeah i think i think but to cosmo's point earlier we've got a squad now and actually one of the consequences of having a squad is that you've got to keep certain players happy with only playing 12 games a year yeah yeah you know and that's tough and the reality is is that if he if he really wants to leave, it sounds like Obiang isn't happy with twelve games. No, a year. no. Same with Chicha. Like, like if, if, he needs to be happy with twenty games a year. And I think this is just this is this is kind of growing pains. It's a good yeah. problem to have to some extent. Well, if you are going to get to that level where you do have players in every in every position and and you are going to keep them, that's when you need European football because then you and cup runs given, and cup runs. You know, you 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 look at Man City. Like, I don't know if you've watched the documentary, but 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 Pep has got a way of making every single player, even the kind of third choice left back, feel like they've they've got a role. In this, well, in this like Pellegrini has that as well. I mean, I yeah. think Obiang, you know, Obiang it's serially now with three different managers has been kind of like sort of dropped quite a lot. It feels like, um, you know, Snodgrass, if we were playing with a kind of a, a triangle and then a front three in front of it, Diane Garner and Snodgrass could sort of both play in that kind of front three. Snodgrass at a push can play in yeah. that sort of the triangle, but only if sort of Obiang and Noble are there as well. I think Diane you know, Garth's think... a work in progress. Though, yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, yeah. he's getting some yeah. time and I feel like it's being handled well. He's getting his 20 minutes. He's getting... You yeah, that's another he's, thing I like about but he's Pellegrini. Not a, but yeah, he doesn't have any defensive he, qualities at all, whereas Obiang does. Yeah. Obiang has offensive qualities and yeah. defensive qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. This is what we're experiencing here are first world problems. How do you keep the really good player on your yeah. bench happy? And I'll tell you what, isn't it nice... sound like a football team. Isn't it nice for West Ham to be having those problems? Well, you know something we're, something we're having now is the worries about Declan Rice and also the fact that it looks like Arnautovic are leaving are issues connected with how big a club we are and sure. uh, you know you'd sort of think in a couple of years that sort of um, players will think twice before going this offer is better than what I have now I can be at West Ham United in sort of what's sort of acknowledged by many as the greatest league in the world in a team that sort of camped out in the top half it doesn't get much better than that unless you're at PSG yeah. or Barcelona yeah. or Real Madrid yeah. you know um, you know and then you will get back to players that are a little bit more like one club men for at least six years or seven years or something do you know what I mean or at the moment you know West Ham is like a kind of stepping stone team so someone yeah. will you know put themselves in the shop window well, play for two ourselves years. are a team in transition that's what that's we're talking exactly, about exactly and so yeah we're up we've got, when we're steadily yeah. when we're just outside the big boys on a regular basis and by that I think like about three seasons where we're up there yeah you know well, well, the then, big, the then, big, then and, we're going to be able and to move the on the big boys situation is, is, is also in flux is it, is it a transitional stage in football at the moment that you know Liverpool have emerged haven't they through Klopp but also spending a lot of money as, as, as a real power again there's Man City who in terms of 
spending power, whatever. But below that, um, Spurs, Spurs, it, Pochettino goes, and uh, uh, how, much of, how much of the Spurs thing is built on sand? Chelsea, you sense Abramovich losing, he's, he's had his visa issues and all that, losing interest. There's a slight sense that they're on the wane. Spurs and, have got the money and their really position in it. the top elite is not set, cast in stone. Chelsea like lose Hazard, think. and they're Historically, a they're not really a, a, a bigger club than, than, than West Ham, really. You're going right back, I don't think. Apart, apart um, sorry, carry on. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, apart from the kind of Leicester exception, if you want to penetrate that top six there's two things you need you need a big stadium well we got that now and you, and you need the ability to pay a shitload of money so so it's going to come there's going to come a time quite soon where west ham sort of has to make the decision are we willing to give someone 200 grand a week you know we, you know at the moment i don't think we are i think we're still in this transition but the transition's got to have a destination i don't see it you know? i don't see it with these owners i think whoever comes after them might be those people i think you're right and and i even say that for Spurs, and, and, and mm. everybody knows what I feel about Spurs, but one has to give some credit kind of to somebody somewhere for something, I guess, because they are where they are. But I don't think that setup is ready for that, you know, for that losing buckets of money, like how much money mm. can you throw out the window per second? In a transitional period... Um, when you're on your way to something, actually Spurs really is the model because they're getting the most out of not a huge amount of expenditure. The other, the other, um, but the kicking on, do you know what I mean? From where they then are, you, then you've got they to. Make, can't, I can't see how they can get from. It's a glass they ceiling. Are. You've got to break through it. I, I read a really fascinating interview with the owner of Wolves because Wolves are a team on on, on the yes, up as well. Are. By the way, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was talking about how right now their models are Tottenham Hotspur and RB Leipzig out out in Germany, who kind of rose from nothing to being a top tier club. Mm. Um, but eventually, once you've kind of learned all the things you can learn from those clubs and you make that transition, you've got to decide, right, the destination needs to, needs to be, right, we want to become a Champions League club. And that's where you have to make the decisions. And Levy has been quite reticent at Spurs because of the new stadium yeah. to, to, to cough up on the wages. We're going to have to make that decision at some stage I as mean, well. I think another team uh, that certainly I admire was Everton. They, they, they have apart from a couple of wobbles, uh, flirtations with relegation, it feels sort of camped out in the sort of Premier League. You know, we've always sort of said it's kind of three leagues, relegation threatened, sort of position seven till 12, and then the kind of top six. It feels actually in a funny way like until you really go safe, you could sort of at Christmas be like 12th, 13th and possibly get sucked in, you know. Mm, absolutely. It's, you almost, it feels like rather than a kind of middle section, you really want to make sure you're in the top half, you know, you're a, you're a kind of top half side. Now I, think because I think seven, eight now, seven, eight, nine now is a very important group. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's, that's what one's aiming Yeah, it used for. to be like 7 to 12 or 7 to 13. No, I think, but I think 7, you're... 8, 9. And 7, 8, 9, I think right now is, 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 a, is a competition between us, Wolves, Everton, yeah. Leicester, maybe. Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth, although, yeah, they're on the wane a little bit. They're in the bottom yeah, half now. Well, that's Watford. Watford. Not after Watford. Saturday, Bournemouth. Watford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not after this Saturday. <laughs> yeah, quite. Um, but I think you're right. I mean, uh, you know, over most of the time in, in, in our time in the Premier League, you know, finishing above Everton has been a pretty good benchmark. Pretty good season, actually. They're, they're, they're pretty close to us in that sense, aren't they? Similar club yeah. in many ways. Uh, now, Cosmo, you've just come back from uh, Manchester. Uh, when we first met you, it was in the uh, uh, championship season. That's correct. And you had a uh, 
I suppose, blog, didn't you? Is Sait Daddy an art blog uh, in which you put up a kind of picture, picture a week. And then you compiled them into an exhibition, which uh, we went to. Yes. Uh, of uh, pictures of uh, pop art collage-style pictures of each game in that season, plus extra games, uh, cup games. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, and, and, uh, and that ended up parlaying into a series of seasons. And um, I did it for the last five seasons at Upton Park. So that championship season. Yeah. And then the four seasons, the last four premiership seasons. So it became, in the end... Um, about 220-odd. I've never exactly counted them because it sounds a bit mental, really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you up to, man? Sounds brilliant. Yeah. But anyway, but there are 220 some, something like the pieces. And, yes, I've just been up in Manchester where I've installed 40 of them in the National Football Museum. Brilliant. Which is terrific. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, it's opened, hasn't it? Uh, uh, fo- sort of National Football Monday. Museum reopened yesterday. Right. At half past one, so it's back open. I've got to be honest and say my, my old pal and confederate, Jules Baum, um, when he told me about, you know, we should present it to the National Football Museum, I didn't even know there was one. No, I didn't know. But it's now, it used to be in Was it Preston, Preston yes. for a while? Right, yeah. so, so yeah. I think they still keep the, the archivists there, but they're in a very groovy building, smack dab in the middle of Manchester mm, by mm. the Arndale, and you've got a very groovy, high-tech building. And I'm there on the, on the ground floor. Great. Jules says, think engine room tape gallery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think, right. think yeah. in terms of that. Yeah, right. So I've got, yeah. I've got turbine room. Sorry, yeah. 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 See, I don't even know what yeah, that's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, 40 pieces up there. So if anybody's in Manchester... Yeah. Well, as we will be for the game against United, well, uh, Manchester United. Well, before United. the match, there's a nice pop That's an obvious spot, thing uh, to do, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, we'll do that. And we'll Jules, do that. Jules yeah. curated the show and he decided, being as it was the National Football Museum to try and get as many clubs in as possible. So um, not every club featured in Sage is in it, but it's a lot of different clubs. Mm. And then there's a couple of doubles. I think I think Man United and Man City, in view of the yeah, location, yeah. get a double. But, but otherwise, there's, there's something for everyone. Very good, very good. Congratulations, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Really Have good. you pallied up with any other uh, Hammers fans in New York? Pallied up. Well, a few conversions. Uh-huh, good. And then that's and always good to hear. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's a few conversions, um, all of which didn't know what they were getting into. But <laughs> now it's too late. Well, there's of course, absolutely no well, getting out. Our friend Greg, who we go to the games with, uh, yeah. is a New Yorker who followed West Ham from afar and has now and, moved and, to London. And, and in my actual neighbourhood, there's a great Japanese guy, and he's completely into it. And both his little boys. Wear the Western um, ham. They wear they wear the stuff. I have to say that they're really on it because his his youngest boy has got got an Anderson shirt for Christmas. Nice yeah. one. What, so are pubs, what are the pubs now in Manhattan to watch? The pubs are, are the the pub is Smithfield. That's right. Yeah. Which is the one, but I don't actually go very often to that um, because I my kids couldn't go. 
we kind of started doing it at home. Nice. You know, because they couldn't go to the pub. In New yeah. York, they're very serious about these things. There's no yeah. hide them in the corner culture. Well, I love no. there, actually. I've got to admit, I, 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 when I lived there, so I love... Because you, you start... The games start at half seven in the morning. So you wake up on a Saturday and you just head down to the, the pub. Mm. And, and actually, it's really fun. And bango Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead, yeah. But it's really fun because you've got, like, the West Ham fans in one corner, you've got the Spurs Absolutely. fans in another corner. And the banter's Absolutely. always actually quite good. Mm. Absolutely. Well, well, I do a fair amount of watching with my lads at home and that's kind of become a ritualistic thing. Lovely. You know, but I do get down to Smithfield sometimes. I'm all right. And I get lots of comments, though. Lots of banter through the city. All kinds of things. Millwall supporters, Crystal (laughs) Palace, even an Aston Villa copper. Oh. NYPD Aston Villa. And he pulled over thinking... Thinking your claret and blue was... Thought I was Villa, and I said to his partner, I said, do you mean to tell me they let Villa supporters become (laughs) coppers in New York? That's worrying, isn't it? I said, that is worrying. I said, I bet he can't shoot straight. Is it true that post... um, Black country lives matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like it, Phil. I like it sharp. (laughs) Always thinking. Post um, that silly film Green Street or whatever it was called over there, yeah. a lot of people started supporting West Ham because they thought it There's, was... I, I did go to a couple of parties where, 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 where there were some of these people who seemed to be like... Like nouveau hooligans. Yeah. Completely enamoured with that. Yeah, and yeah, in yeah. fact, one of them said to me, have you ever been glassed? <laughs> and I was like, no, yeah, showing yeah. my face. Fortunately not. I said, it's a really horrible thing that you don't want to happen to anybody. Yeah, they have a perception of uh, uh, hooligans, don't they? They sort of go, oh, you have those hooligans over there. Uh, yeah, right? it, it very there's, much there's it very much is stuck. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think because back in the day, it was the only thing they covered. Yeah. But football, growing, 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 100%, growing. Yeah. Do you have a team? Do you follow a team out there? West Ham United. Uh, an, an American team. No. Do you mean no? football, gridiron and baseball? No, no, no. no, like no, no. In, in the, no, in the no, no. MLS. No. I, I, no. I went twice to, um, to watch Thierry Henry make less effort than me in that <laughs> very game when I was sitting down. <laughs> the, the, the true difference being yeah. how much he was getting paid he was yeah. Red, yeah. and that was I was Red paying Bulls. a little bit of it. Of that, yeah. Was that yeah. Red Bulls he was playing he for? He was playing with the Red Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are there's some. He was a Red Bulls hit, and you can push those together <laughs> if you want. <laughs> yeah. and, and then I got I got taken by some crazed marketing guy. I, I got given the five star treatment, me and Charlie, to a to a man. What you call it? What are they called? New York City. New York City, and you know, and uh, we were in the director's box, everything laid on, living large, eating a meal, watching the game. And, you know, the bloke said, what do you think? I said, well, it's not real football, is it? <laughs> I said, but thank you very much. <laughs> Manche- I said, they're Manchester City. You can't rope me into this. Yeah. Atlanta United, I will say, appear to have got it right. The beer is evidently well-priced. They've got no old lags in the team. Right. Tickets aren't too expensive. Every game sold out. And they're doing great straight away. Right. Yeah. And, and that, that's like straight in, you know. They seem to be, I'm hoping... The way forward for America, which is lots of South and Central American players, yeah, yeah, and no old lags because no, no, this is yeah. what we're suffering. That degrades from. it, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I, I'm really enjoying seeing the rise of, of, of MLS. I think I think that it's going to become. I, I bet in ten years' time, it's going to be a league that kind of football hipsters in the UK genuinely pay attention to, like Syria and the league. Yeah. It, has, yeah. it has a good way to go, but it certainly certainly can only improve. 
if that's the kind way of saying it. The yeah. worrying thing is, is that all that combined with the fact that a lot of um, young kids are now, rather than going into American football, which is seen as dangerous, are heading over into, into soccer. The, the, I think the, that Amer- the, the American the national team is going to become really the good. The statistic is... Always. And that's, yeah, and that's why they're so good in the Ladies' World Cup. And I have to say, like, my boys, who you've met, you two, yeah, yeah. Phil and Jim yeah. have met, um, they grew up playing soccer with girls, football, with girls playing who were good. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, nothing strange. I mean, in pick-up games or games that they would go to with their friends and Sarah's playing and I hope yeah, she's on that. it's quite a high team. school I, game. I, 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 remember, I remember the first time I played a, a pickup game in New York and um, there were girls in the team and I was like, what is going on here? And so I was like, being very patronising and sort of making sure that I didn't sort of tackle them too hard or whatever. And then I was through on goal and one of them two-footed me, absolutely took Brilliant. me out and I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> now, I, now I understand. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Time, time to take Come the shin guards off, roll the socks down and be a man. <laughs> um, the, the West Ham uh, women's team, they, they do seem to be meaning business with this because they've just signed another two... Um, quite you know, experienced international players, haven't they? They've sat the South the South Korean captain. No uh, place for West Ham. You're kidding? Mm. Yeah. I missed this. Yeah. Is this still under the charge of Jack Sullivan? Yeah, Jack Sullivan, yeah. which I was slightly it's embarrassed. It's a bit weird. He's obviously it? not the manager. He's the kind of managing yeah. director. So. I thought he was the manager. No, yeah. no, he's the managing director. Yeah. Oh, um, fine. You know, yeah. a couple of weeks ago well. they, play, they, they play Arsenal, who are running away with the women's Super League. They they have held them two two at half time, and it was quite it was quite tight. And, and they, they lost they, it in the second. The and second they're half, playing Manchester United, which which I said this last week, and I was pooping. Food. Well, so they were playing them, but in a different league. There was must have been a cup, must have been a cup game. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, right. Okay. Anyway, so, so I the, was girls, wrong also right. the girls are very much playing. The kids are very much playing. The statistics are that in the United States, participant-wise, the football or soccer, as they care to call it, is the biggest sport. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they yeah. say. Yeah. There's yeah. statistics. Where there's lies, yeah. damn lies, and whatever. Disraeli, it's been right? big. Um, it's been big for a long time, just not at any kind of professional level, hasn't it? Because I think high school yeah. and as a, a sport for girls to play, because I guess they see I mean, gridiron the, the, as so. The World Cup is is more apparent in New York City now than it is yeah. in yeah. London, yeah. like yeah. that walking yeah. around the wow. city. Well, I guess it's such an international city. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's there. We've probably got to wrap this up, and uh, so it's time for predictions. Um, Bournemouth, yes. It's just the Bournemouth game, isn't it? Cup games the following weekend. Yes, it but is. But we'll have done one of these. We'll have done one of these, yeah. yes. So Bournemouth, what do we think? Um, they, they've been having a slightly tough time, and you know if you're having a tough time who you should play. Uh, West Ham. But, um, that's you know, the old West Ham. That's yeah. the old, that could be the old West Ham, yeah, yeah. We... Uh, we quite like it on the road, don't we? We've uh, you know we've done a job. Uh, yes, um, apart from Burnley, we've yeah, been Burnley pretty good. Was, uh, yeah. you know, we, we Burnley was a horror show, wasn't it? A bit of a uh, blip. Absolute yeah. horror show. Yeah. Were you there? Yeah. No, thanks. Lucky I, I, you. I could, yes. <laughs> Sounded like I couldn't you know, go. Even though we're able to rotate, yeah. not in every position. It was the proverbial we, bad day at the office, yeah, wasn't it? It was yeah. a. I think a bit of fatigue had sort of. Yeah. You know, sort yeah. 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 Of, Set in, and you know the Southampton game was only a couple of day, days before. Yeah, no, they yeah. looked tired. I, yeah. I saw yeah. it on the box, Quite, and they yeah. looked tired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a poor performance, wasn't it? The Southampton was great. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, I, I, hopefully, I, I, I can see us not losing this, um, but I am going to go. I, I, they are they're quite a tricky team to to, to play. Yeah. They're good yeah, down yeah. there, aren't they? they um, are. I'm going to go two two. Two two. Yeah, we we went there and uh, Arnautovic pulled a goal or two back, and didn't we go to two two? And, and then, then they, they got ha- a late. Well, Callum Wilson handled it in, didn't he? Right. Yeah, it's a they late got, winner, no, equaliser. Late equaliser. Was it a late equaliser? We'd gone three right, two right. up. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, what are you going to say? What are you saying? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Yeah, I was sort of thinking draw, maybe. one all. I was going to say 2-2 two, two as well, but I'll say 3-2 to us because I think Callum Wilson's injured. Um, and I think if Arnautovic plays, he'll want to he'll prove something. Yeah. Absolutely. 2-1 two, or 3-2 two, two to us? 2-1. You, you can have 2-1. All right, so there we are. Uh, that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time. My name has been Phil Whelans, and with me this week have been, as always, Jim Grant. Cheerio. Um, Benji Lanyardo. Goodbye. Goodbye, fam. Fam, blood. <laughs> and joining us this week, Cosmo Vinyl. Until the next time. Come on, you irons. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.